Victoria. Hi, Ramona. Welcome back to episode three of the Biblically Accurate Rewatch Project. Yippee! Yippee! Today we're going to be discussing episodes five and six. Um, and right now we're going to be discussing episode five, Trigger. Yeah. Um, fun name this one has. Fun name this this one has. Um, Vic, do you want to walk us through the episode real quick? Yeah, I'll give a quick summary. Um, so... This, today's villain of the week is Sumangu Kinganse, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. It's Sumangu. It's Mohawk Man. He's here. Um, he's here to fight Ryuko with special needles, with a gun that looks like a sewing machine that shoots needles uh, that have a special property that sever the connection between life fibers and people. Uh, Ryuko and this guy fight. Uh, independent kind of confrontation. We get a little bit of... Uh, talk with him and Mikasugi about, you know, what might potentially be going on behind the scenes with them and the organization that they work for. Uh, before Ryuko and Sumangu have a final battle, Sumangu wants to um, take Senkets from Ryuko and kill him. Um, and Ryuko refuses to give him up. And Sumangu, after, after Senkets, like, reaches out and talks to him in his mind, it seems. Something interesting happens there. Um... And Mako does a fun hallelujah moment. Sumungu realizes that maybe they, maybe these two are indeed friends, despite everything, and um, saves Ryuko from Nanon. And Ryuko and Senkets talk, and Sumungu and Mikasugi do some, do some gay shit, <laughs> and then that's the episode, pretty much. That's that's the episode. What what were your your overall thoughts of this episode? Did you enjoy it? I really like this episode. Um, there are Kill a Kill as a show is fundamentally interested in the intersections between sex and violence and power. And I think this is one of the episodes where they are very purposefully using some like imagery and visual cues of sexual violence in a way that I think is, I think they do it well in this episode. I think it works for what they're going for. I think it communicates the themes um, and I think, I think this is a good one. This is very well executed. Yeah. I, I do think that like, um, those are some very heavy topics and we'll, yeah. we'll get to them at the time, but I think that yeah. like overall they handled it fairly well and didn't mm-hmm. like dwell on the. Yeah. It was certainly present in some of their, uh, some of Ryuko and Sumangu's confrontations, especially the first one. Um, and we can just fucking jump right into that. Um, and we'll kind of, we'll kind of come back to the beginning and go over other notes there in a little bit, but like one of the things with, with their very first confrontation, uh, after he, uh, paralyzes Mako with acupuncture, <laughs> um, and I've had dry needling done, so I know that shit felt so good. <laughs> I know Mako felt so good after that. Uh, anyways, Sumangu uh, comes after Ryuko. He says explicitly, take off your clothes. Um, and some of like the, the kind of imagery whenever they're fighting is like Ryuko's like pinned to the ground and his like leg, his like foot is, his boot is planted in between her legs in a way that definitely suggests an overtone of like sexual violence happening here. For sure. Um, but it doesn't, it, it uses that I think to pretty, pretty good effect without like sitting in it or making it weird. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, we talk about that very first joke with Mako's dad, um, where I think that this is a moment where that is not used to good effect. It's treated as a gag and it sucks. But when it's integrated into kind of the imagery of the show, like we see in this episode, I think it actually works 
pretty well. And it make it makes him scary. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, we, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about that when, when we get there. Mm-hmm. Um, do we want to just go ahead and start back at the beginning? Yeah, we'll go back to the beginning. Um, <laughs> my very first note is there's a shot of Tsumungu on his motorcycle riding up to the school from a road. And immediately underneath that, I put Utena. <laughs> yeah, you would. Yeah, someone needs to stop. Someone needs to shut me the fuck up. Um, oh my god, someone comes in from... from- from out of town? Someone comes in from the end of the world, riding up on the road? Listeners, this is nothing. Don't, don't listen this to is, them. This I'm is digging. Nothing. I'm they're, digging. They're I'm digging. hitting rocks and I'm pulling them out and I'm going to keep digging. Yeah. Um, he goes up to like the roof of the school, takes out this big ass sniper rifle. And again, I think there is like, with the guns and the sniper rifles, there's definitely some like phallic symbolism going on there. But he gets interrupted as he's like taking aim at Ryuka, who's bored in class as Mikasugi <laughs> lectures the same thing on fascism once again, probably. Um, he gets interrupted by the gardening club for trampling over their flowers. Listeners, I would like to be the one to, to make the Utena reference this time. Um, one of my notes is, rooftop garden trampled? This is just like what happened to my girl, Anthe Hemimia. <laughs> this is also nothing, but... This one's extra nothing. It does have to be said. No, I like it, baby. Keep digging. Thanks. Um... I think it's funny, he walks like a straight line across their garden, like through a little dividing wall in between them, you know, completely heedless of the of the societal structures that, you know, this 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 big organization that Satsuki is obviously in control of, completely heedless of anything in his way, of any like social norms or whatever, just goes straight to the end of it. Um is a great line where he's like, if you roll with life fibers, you can suck it. <laughs> it's so fun. It's so fun. There are two things you need to know. He says this three times throughout the episode. So, yeah, yeah, there's at least six things we need to know. There's at least six things we need to know. You might say it more. I'm not sure. Um, I didn't write down every single time he does it. Um, Pretty sure he does it to you twice, so maybe there's four. Anyways. Yeah. And then we get uh, maybe my my favorite um, silly little two-star uniform. We have have (laughs) the gardening club, Mm -hmm. and the the gardening club um, leader is... has this big backpack that that has piranha plants in it that, that piranha plants come out of mm-hmm. um it's it's so fun um it's a good one and they all the the, the entire gardening club goes and attacks this guy and mm-hmm. he just um pulls out this this gun that's like a it's shaped like a sewing machine which i think is fun. yeah it's shaped like a, sh- a sewing machine it shoots these like these like needle rivet yeah. things um and um, the the two star guy named there whose name I just don't remember. Um, yeah, they said it once, but it's later in the episode, and I didn't write it down. Yeah, he wasn't that important. Nope. He he says that that um, guns don't work on on my fibers. Guns don't work on Goku uniforms. Yeah, which is like oh interesting, <laughs> interesting. That's why they got to use swords, obviously. Yeah, Sumungu beats this guy. Um, says there are two things you need to know. I think he says it twice, actually. Yeah, he says it twice in this one scene. He loves saying that shit. Um, and then we get the, the the title screen. This one's called Trigger Like the Studio. Very fun, guys. I like this. Yeah. Um, interesting to note, every time Sumungu's finger is on the trigger, it does kind of hesitate or maybe, like, tremble a little bit. Like, we see that multiple times where it looks like he's going to, like, take the shot, but he hesitates for just a second, and then... Either something interrupts him or something else happens, but worth noting. Huh. I, I didn't I didn't think about that. I I was just 
I don't know. Maybe maybe I just didn't notice that, but I thought that like it was only worth like focusing on when it when it does stop. But like you know, he takes pl- he takes plenty of shots at plenty of people. Yeah. <laughs> um. That that he does not hesitate for a second with. No, but he always hesitates whenever he's going to shoot Ryuko. They also have the same color scheme. They do also have similar color schemes. Biology club. Yeah, and then we and then we go to the biology club where um, Mako has once again been taken hostage. No, no, no. She's explicitly not a hostage. She's a guinea pig. Oh, right, right. Um, where the, the the science club is is oh. using her for experiments, and Mako makes the comment that that all anyone does here is is take hostages. Um, seemingly the only way that, that they can get to, to Ryuko is through Mako. Um, kind of faggy. <laughs> kind of faggy. <laughs> um, but, but Ryuko just easily dispenses with, with all yeah. these guys. Did, did you want to talk about anything from that scene? Um, I just love when Ryuko is drawn like just, just like wild ass proportions and weird angles. I love when they draw her like that. It's so fun every time. That girl's a mech. Yeah. Yeah, there's a fun shot where she's about to, like, swing her 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 scissor blade and do her, her finishing mm-hmm. move. And it's, like, this this wild, like, this, this great shot of her, like, both, like, she looks incredibly powerful. And it's also, like, ton, tons of tits are, are tons out. Tons of tits. Um, sex is power. Sex is power. Power is sex. Power is sex. Mm-hmm. It's great. I love her. So... Anyway, Ryuko destroys them, mm-hmm. um, tran- transforms back into her, her normal uniform, and... <laughs> Mako tackle hugs her and swings around her neck. Yeah, Ma- Mako fucking swings twice around Ryuko's mm-hmm. neck, and they, they fall they fall down together, mm-hmm. writing this down for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they go to have lunch. Uh, they, yeah, seems... they go to have lunch seemingly right where they... Yeah, right next right door, they just fell beat out ass. <laughs> because that's what they do. They go, they go to fascism class where Yuko kills somebody, and then they go eat lunch, and that's their first two periods of the day. Um, <laughs> the scissor collapses now, which is, I think, such a fun little trick of being like, "Oh, well, Ryuko can collapse her scissors, so you can just have a little sparkle, and then she just has it whenever." Yeah. I, I R.I.P. to the big scissor guitar case. I, I miss you, big scissor guitar, guitar case. But I do um, love that little trick. It is, yeah, it is important to note that she does have a little scissor holster on mm-hmm. her skirt. Mm-hmm. It's very silly. I love very it. Very good. About Mako's like complimenting her on it. She's like, mm, yeah, it's whatever. And Sinkets is like, you're being very cocky. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, C plot for this episode Sinkets is, is watching Ryuko's weight. Well, he can tell stuff about her body. He's like, uh, your blood's been salty. That explains how, like, your 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 cocky attitude. Because he is her body. You know how it is. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I just want to mention this now because yeah. it, 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 it comes up a, f- a few more times. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just, that part, don't care for, you know, you know. Um, yeah, I don't love weight jokes. Don't love weight jokes. <laughs> I get the whole, like, um, Sinkets as, like, a personification of womanhood and being like, this is a thing that, um, mm-hmm. this is a thing that women worry about. This is a thing that women are compulsively worried about. What that the, that they often don't need to be, mm-hmm. um, but but society forces it upon them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 
also worth worth noting as as you know a person who thinks about their weight and body shape you know i think i think there's also a way to read this where it's like projection of a projection of something you might be thinking about yourself as well i like your reading better honestly <laughs> but yeah that does that 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 very much rings true to me Oh, and then Ryuko's like fighting with Senkets about this. She's like, my BMI's none of your business. Um, and Mako's like, oh, wow, you're so funny. You're doing like a one-person comedy routine. Yeah. Because she can't hear Senkets and no one else can hear Senkets. So Ryuko's just yelling at her uniform. And Mako's like, that's so funny. Yeah, when 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 your bestie is going through a, a, a mental breakdown and you're just like, they're, they're to support them, but you don't know, you're like... You're so funny, you're Ryuko. You're so funny. <laughs> you're so you're so mm -hmm. silly, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and she pulls her lunch out of her shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is far bigger than than could possibly fit underneath her tits, but mm -hmm. that's where they were. That's where it goes. That's Mako has extra dimensional storage space. This is true. That's where she pulls she... all of her props for her hallelujahs from. Yeah, tits of holding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then Sumingo arrives. Um. Rico's making making a comment to herself about like how Mako has to be needs to be more careful. Yeah. Um, and then she immediately, Ma Mako immediately gets hit with a thousand of these yeah. these little needles, and we get this shot of her just like collapsing and falling down. Mm -hmm. Very fun coloring in that big shot of Mako's shadow, just like punctured by the needles. That's, yeah, it's very fun. Um, so Tsumungu paralyzes her with the needles. Um, he shows up, he starts firing at Ryuko, um, pins her to the ground, um, he's like, take off your clothes. <laughs> and he was like, what club are you from? The pervert club? Did you leave your assless chaps at home? Get them, honey. Get them. You get them, Get them, Ryuko. You got, you get them. We, we were all already talking about this before, but mm -hmm. again, just like... Him commanding her to like take off her clothes, mm -hmm. um, especially like how the, how this show like clothing is power. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Working together with Senkets is how you know she has become powerful enough to like challenge Satsuki and is powerful enough to save Mako and everything. So this is kind of a direct like wanting to strip her of her power, yeah, of her autonomy. Yeah, yeah. He has a line where he's like, "I'll be back tomorrow to strip you." Um, after he gets, he gets poked in the, poked in the hand by a little pin. Yeah, we have, we have this, this whole fight scene, um, mm -hmm. and Rico's, Rico's pinned by her, by, by, Rico's pinned by him, and he's, like, got his, his... He's got the gun in her his face. His sewing machine gun, like, like, right, right up to her chest, mm -hmm. and, and he's about to pull the trigger, and mm -hmm. then gets, um, a pin, like, right in his hand. Mm -hmm. He, he's like, I, I will come back for you tomorrow. We'll finish this. Mm -hmm. um, then we get a scene of uh, uh, Tsumungu and Mikasugi down in a little dive bar, like at the, uh, down in Hano Town. <laughs> Tsumungu, it seems to me, my read on this was Tsumungu announces his presence by stealthily putting a little pin in Mikasugi's cup of sake. Yeah, it's, it's presumably the same pin that, like, yeah. that Mikasugi got, yeah, got like, him in his, in his hand with. Yeah. There's, there's rituals happening here. Yeah, the Let rituals me tell are so intricate. Like the, the, you know, Mikasugi offering to pour him sake and him, like, crushing the sake cup. It, yeah, there's some shit. Also worth noting, 
Um, Sumingu and Mikasugi's color schemes are the same as Ryuko and Mako's. Kind of faggy. Sure, babe. Kind of faggy. <laughs> I, kind of faggy. I guess. Um, I don't know the correlations there, but I think you, it's, it's worth noting. You can't just say one of them's red, one of them's blue. That means they're gay. I mean, like... <laughs> I mean... The, I mean, the, there's textual reasons that they're gay, but but you can't just say like, one of them's red, one of them's blue. blue. Well, I think the, like... The, the from from what I can from what I've been able to figure out, it seems that the color similarities between Ryuko and Sumangu have a lot to do with them like defying the system. Because as we find out in this conversation, um, Mikasugi's like, I want you to leave Ryuko alone. This is a critical time for her adolescence, figuring out you're gay. You know how it is. Um, but he's like you know, if HQ finds out about what you're doing, they're gonna take your gear away. But Sumungu's like, I'll f- I'll go after him naked if I have to. I'll be a naked nudist. Also, we learn we get the, we get the the term nudist beach for the first time in this in this Do scene. We? Yeah, hmm. um, which seems to be the organization that, that these two are, mm-hmm. are associated with. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, but yeah, it seems that Sumungu is another person who doesn't. Who is not working within the system, who is in kind of open defiance of it, um, and is going to barrel ahead to achieve his goals no matter what. Um, Mikasugi at one point offers some sake as they're talking and then mentions, can they say it's his sister? Or do they just drop a name? Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think they clarify who. I don't think it, they clarify who, but he mentions like, he mentions a woman's name and Sumungu like crushes the sake cup. Yeah, and then leaves and says, oh, I don't care. I'm going to do what I got to do. Yeah, he basically, um, he's, he, he says that basically if, if she ends up being consumed by her clothing, yeah. she'll end up being a, a bigger problem than the Kiryuans are. And then we get another Mankanchok family dinner. Some yeah. of my favorite scenes. Yeah, Ryuko isn't eating in this one. No, she's Again, I, yeah, C-plot C for this episode is is how mm. Ryuko's feeling weird about her body. Mm. Oh, baby. I, yeah, I like that reading a lot. Um, I kind of write it as, like, fear and anxiety about Sumungu and being, like, disconnected from um, this kind of, like, absurd, reckless joy that the Mankan jokes have as they're just, like, chowing down on this, on, this, on, on garbage croquettes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ryuko at family dinners is a is an important. Those are always important scenes to me. Oh, baby girl, feel weird about her body. That's all they. Oh, baby. And then we get this great little scene of Sumingu just naked in a tent in the woods, like <laughs> sharpening his stuff. Booty ass out. Yeah. <laughs> just, just getting getting all your guns ready under getting the light all of the your moon. Guns ready. <laughs> Yeah, and then we have a scene with the, where the Elite Four is bringing up information on Sumingu and they're talking about them. Um, being like, oh, this is the anti-uniform gorilla we've had problems with at our other affiliate schools. Um, but it looks like he's going after Matoy. And Satsuki says... Certified Satsuki moment! This is nothing more than the str- a struggle between a sandpiper and a clam. Would you like to go into that a little bit more? Yes, so this is another Chinese proverb that Satsuki is quoting. Um, basically where, uh, the proverb is basically that in the fight between a sandpiper and a clam, the fisherman, um, always is going to come out on top. And Nonon, after she says that, um, says, well, then I'll be the one to cast the net. 
Um, because she, she's on the, she's on that different fucking wavelength. She knows what's going on in Satsuki's head. We'll come back to this later. I have a lot of feelings about this also, predictably. Um, Janonan says that she'll, um, set the trap for tomorrow. Then we get the next morning. Ryuko is in her bedroom at the Mokanshoks and she's talking to Senkats and we see them like through the slit in the door. And Mako's whole family is watching her like talk to her uniform and not get talked back to. Yeah, they're, yeah. Um, Ryuko and Senkats are fighting, mm-hmm. but but they're only hearing half of the fight. And mm-hmm. it's, it's. And um, they're like, oh, we're a little weirded out about this. And Mako says, she's kind of weird, but that's even more reason for us to accept her. I love Mako. Mako's so important. Yeah. And then as, as they're going to school, um, Riko tells Mako to go on ahead. Um, she'll catch up with her. And the, the, the train departs, but Mako's not on it yet. <laughs> um, and Mako says, okay, well, um, Senkats isn't the only friend you've got around here because you got me too. And then she gets on the train and she goes to school. Is the next is the next thing like the the fight scene? Do we have yeah, the next thing, thing is the fight scene. We yeah. see where you go up at the school in the in the brawling yard where you go to beat ass for yeah. your ass beating classes. Yeah, for some reason, like 80 percent of the square footage of the school seems to be dedicated to if you want to <laughs> beat someone's ass, meet meet in the center of town. Meet in the center of the school. Rico's standing there and her her scissor is shaking, and Sunkats is like, he scares you, doesn't she? Doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He's scary. Yeah, he's scary. He's scary. And Ryuko is is um, talking to him. She's like, you're just a piece of clothing. Can I just wear you without getting a lecture? Uh, the Sumungu shows up, um, launches a few volleys of fire at her before she transforms. She goes to strike him, and he, like, he blocks it with his gun and gets up in her face. And he's like, um, it takes more than just strength to win a fight. And then, it, and then detonates like a thousand grenades that he set up beforehand. Yeah. And so they they start fighting, but then they are interrupted. Yeah, they're interrupted by um, three of of Nonon's clubs. Mm-hmm. The, there's a poetry club. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the gardening club from before. Mm-hmm. And there's the Rakugo club. And there's the Rakugo club. Yeah. F- worth noting um, that Rakugo is a um, tradition of comedic monologue storytelling uh, in Japan, um, and th- the idea is that there's like oh, one storyteller on stage who's wearing a kimono, kneeling on a cushion, and the only props they have are a fan and a hand towel, which is I think funny because Mako's like, oh look at you, you're doing a little one person comedy routine. A little, a little oh. pinning threads on the thread. Oh, um, yeah, so it's Rakugo Club, Poetry Club, and Gardening Club. Uh, and as as the as these fights are commencing, um, we we cut up to where Nanan and fucking the other guy, whatever his name is, Inamuda. 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 Yeah. I'm never gonna remember him. Bless his heart. He's here for exposition, and we love him for it. But Inamuda is like, well, I'm surprised you sent your your weakest clubs after them. And Nanon's like, well, I've known Lady Satsuki longer than the rest of you, and that's why I know how she thinks. So she tells she tells Inamuna to go gather some data. She and she she like the curtains open on these like <laughs> these identical girls with instruments who are kind of Nanon's like cronies. We see this model, we see this character model like frequently whenever she shows up. I think it's fun. I think it's cute. I love you all girl marching man. Yeah. I want to be in Nonon's all girl marching band. I, I would have been in, in marching band if it was an all girl marching mm-hmm. band. Nonon's and, all girl marching band. And we all worship Nonon Jacuzzi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and so she so she starts conducting. 
And then this, this delightful orchestration starts playing as the fight is happening on top of it, which I think is just the mwah, delicious touch of Nunun orchestrating everything as the, as the fight's going on. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, but it, it seems, it's fascinating that, that Nona is orchestrating this because mm-hmm. she seems, her side seems to be drastically losing this fight yeah. at, at this part. Um, <laughs> All these shots of the poetry club being crucified. Yeah, there's there's shots of of just like everyone that that attacked the two of uh, the t- attacked Sumangu and and Ryuko. Mm-hmm. They're just. They're all dead. They're all like sprawled in the halls of of, yeah. <laughs> of Hanoji, um, and it's it's yeah. it's graphic. Oh, it's, it's not graphic. It's not graphic, graphic, it's but like, it's definitely drawn in a way where it's like, oh god, oh, yeah. <laughs> these people have had violence inflicted upon them. Yeah, that whole scene, Rico is like running, running from place to place and getting hit by trap after yeah. trap after trap, and then the gardening club president. With like half a dozen grenades shoved in his yeah. mouth, and he and he and he dies. That guy, that guy died. That guy died. <laughs> that guy died. Um, and Ryuko has to has to detransform. Yeah, Senkets Senkets uh goes out of goes out of Super Saiyan mode. Um, and uh, Sumangu like swings in um through the window and like kicks her into a bathroom. Spikes on the urinals in the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> very good touch. Listen, you gotta you gotta give boys anything to get them to piss in the in the urinal. I know how high schools work. You gotta entice them. You gotta, you gotta entice them to hit the ur- to hit the tr- urinal. At, at Hinoji, they've solved that problem. They've solved that problem. <laughs> very good. This is another scene that is feels very heavy with like o- like overtones of sexual violence in it. Uh, the co- the convoy's been neutralized. Sumangu's like, all right, take off your clothes. Yuka's like, no, you pervert. And then he like kicks her in the stomach and pistol whips her. And it feel it feels like, you know. There are mo- there are moments in this show where the violence feels like it, it's it's fun and it's fantastical and it's over the top. And then there are moments where it's like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and this is this is definitely the latter, this yeah. whole scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so they they talk for a while in the bathroom, kinda like sparring back and forth do you have any notes on that before Mako comes in um yeah i have i have a note on um sumangu mentions that that same girl that he mentioned to Miki yeah. that mikasugi mentioned earlier uh-huh. um and um she, i don't i don't have that whole that whole there's there's two things you need to know one thing um there's a there was a woman who was who believed that clothing and humans could either be friends or work together yeah. and she was betrayed by clothing and two, this is the path that you're going down. Yeah, yeah. And so he's he's con- he's convinced that that clothing will will consume Ryuko. It seems. Mm-hmm. Um, Sumangu goes to um, Sumangu goes to like pull the trigger, and Senkets um, tells Ryuko to run and like gets off of her and like throws himself in the way. Yeah. So that Sumangu will take the shot at him. And yeah. Pin him down. I mean, he goes like he was trying to protect me, and Suman goes like it's a parasite. It was running away. It was running away. It's a parasite. It's not. It doesn't care about you. And then Mako comes in and shoves a mop in between his butt cheeks, <laughs> and there is a sound effect that plays when that happens. Yeah. It's the, great. Yeah. That 
now we move to violence that that doesn't that feels fun and silly, and it's mm-hmm. and it's Mako shoving a broom between Sumingu's ass cheeks, mm-hmm. um, and he just moves out of the way, and she falls down on the floor. Yeah, and, and she's like, "Look next... at what you've done to Ryuko's uniform. That's yeah. the only piece of clothing she has. Do you have any idea what it's like to only have one set of clothes?" And I'm like, "God, proletari- proletariat solidarity." Mako gets it. Mako gets it. Um, but yeah, Tsumungu just <laughs> goes out of the way. Mako falls on her face. And then we get a then we get a Mako hallelujah. This is a certified Mako moment in this episode. Certified Mako moment. So Mako's like, Senkats is Ryuko's friend. It's her only piece of clothing. I hear her talking to it all the time. It's kind of creepy. My whole family's creeped out by it. But this uniform is her friend. Um... And Sumungu's like, like Hallelujah ends, and Sumungu's like, it's not possible for humans humans and clothing to be friends. And Mako's like, no, it, it is possible. And she says, up until now, the only friends I've had were the ones in my head. But then I met Ryuko, and I had a, a real one. And if Ryuko can be my friend, she can be friends with clothes, too. It's not impossible. And once again, we, we see in this moment something that I think we, we come back to throughout the series, which is Mako's just absurdity and love makes the impossible possible to people for whom, like, that reality was inconceivable before. And it's so special and it's so important. So she pulls and gets up off the ground and gives him back to Ryuko. Once again, giving Ryuko her power back. And she's like, you should take better care of your friends. And she leaves. And then she leaves. She has to She has to continue um, cleaning. Yeah, because she got caught sleeping in class. And then... Sumangu basically re- resumes where, where where he left off before mm-hmm. Ma- before Mako came in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Mako's like, the, the only way you're going to get him is if you kill me. Yeah. Um, and he's like, fucking all, okay. all and, right. And again, we see his finger like sort of shake for a second and then seems like he's going like finds his resolve goes to pull the trigger and then Senkats in this burst of rainbow light worth noting this will be relevant later um comes up and like smashes his eye up against Sumungu's face and he's like if you hurt her I'll make you pay um yeah d- don't don't you touch her if you do you'll pay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Sumungu stops and we see Ryuko still holding Senkats. Again, in a position where she's just like crouched on the floor, like with Senkats to her chest. Yeah, it it seems it seems as though Senkats didn't actually jump up and re- and like yeah. yeah, and that was just like a a weird vision thing that Sumungu went through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But we don't have a whole lot of a time to like think about that because then Nonon comes in with with her her and band. Sumingu, yeah, and Sumingu has a moment where he's like, "It can talk. Could these two really maybe be friends?" And then Nonon bursts in with with her band. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if she bursts in. I think she strolls in. She does stroll in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Nonon's basically like. We want the Kamui, and and we want you. You're 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 coming with us, mm-hmm. um, girl man. And he, he is like woman. There are two things you need to know, and I'm like, she's like 16. She, yeah. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> I don't know if I would call her a woman, but that nevertheless. Yeah. Um. He says something about like I'll never let you catch me, and I'll never let you have them either. 
Um, and then his clothes explode. <laughs> and then his, and then the clothes explode off of his body. Yeah. Um, uh, one of one of the the tuba players pl- <laughs> plays their tuba so loud it, it clears all the smoke, mm-hmm. revealing a bomb that that Tsumangu has left in in his place, which explodes and leaves um, leaves a hole in the wall for, mm-hmm. for which he and Rico have escaped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we see we see the elite four who are watching this this feed. Um, and Satsuki asks Inamura if he's if he's gotten data, and he said on the on the on the um, on Tsumangu's like gear and stuff, and he's like, "Yes, I found a pattern." And Satsuki's like, "Hmm, good. I'm so glad Jakuzure understood my intentions." She does. She does. A little some 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 little good going on there. Anyways, um, uh, Ryuko after this uh, wakes up in either like just an unused room or Mikasugi's office. Um, kind of seems like Mikasugi's office. That's how I read it. Yeah, I um, did too. Sinkets is there with her. Um, they're both in pretty bad shape. Um, but Sumingu has, um, gotten her out and left her somewhere. You know, put a blanket over her so she has time to sleep and recover. Um, and they have this sweet little conversation where Yuko's like, I don't know how, but we need to get even stronger. And we can get stronger, but only if we're together. Um, she's like, you're not just a piece of clothing. You're my friend. Yeah. And Sinkets is like, yeah, we're friends, but I'm still, I'm still gonna keep track of your BMI. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, and we don't, we don't, we don't get the resolution that I would have liked to, to that C plot, but but that's okay. I think that's okay. I think they figured it out. I think they figured it out enough. <laughs> and then, do you want to talk about this last scene? Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you. There's rituals in this scene. There is. <laughs> Once again, I returned. I returned to the reading that I posited earlier, where Mikasugi to me very much reads as like an older, an older queer person who is kind of mentoring a younger queer person, like as they are discovering things about themselves and come about themselves and coming into their power and figuring out, you know, the way that world works and the way they can express power through that. Mikasugi is someone who understands. I mean, if we're gonna look at we've it's been said that it's called nudist beach, right? If we're gonna look at nudist beach as some kind of like <laughs> queer resistance movement, you know, this is someone who knows the community, who knows that 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 sort of stuff. Um yeah, there's some fucking rituals going on in this scene. Hey, babe, you've hmm? you said this. You said this a few times now. Can you explain what you mean when when you talk about rituals? So, <laughs> I, I, I think there are people here that wouldn't that wouldn't intrinsically know what you're referring. Yeah. To. So the scene starts with Mikasugi like flicking this no, light. Huh. I also mean like, what do you mean when you what do you what are you conveying? Oh, oh, but I but, but but describe both. Like describe the both. meme. Yeah. Like the rituals are intricate me. So the yeah. meme is that like <laughs> men invent intricate rituals so that they have permission to touch each other. Um, you know, like football <laughs> in that whole situation. So when you see people who are up to some real faggotry, it's mm, the rituals are intricate. Um, and there are some intricate rituals going on in this one. Sum- uh, Mikasuki starts by like flicking on this lighter and like lighting Sumungu's cigarette for him. We all know what that means. <laughs> and he says, uh, he says something like, your debt to me is paid. And Sumungu's like, no, I don't think it is yet. And Mikasugi's like, well, I only keep the ladies on the hook. 
girl. Girl. <laughs> um, Goose accepts the light for for his cigarette. Um, and they 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 stand there talking about it, and he's like, um, you know, I'm. Mikasuki basically thanks him for letting Ryuko go. Um, and he says, you know, I'm... I'm there, there are two things you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving her a chance. Um, but if she if she succumbs to her uniform, then, you know, I'll be back to strip it off her. Yeah. That's the episode. And that's the episode. Yeah, did we, did we get... No, we, we got... It was a hard cut. We didn't get him, like, driving off or anything. No, no. It was a hard cut. Yeah. All right, then I get. I guess that's that's it for this one. Do we I have think, anything else? Um, I didn't mention Nonon's theme. I don't know if we've heard it before, but I definitely registered it whenever she's like showing up in the bathroom. I love her little theme. Yeah, I think it's, it's so fun. Theme. It's such a fun one. I think that. I think that's it. I think we're good. All right, we're good. See ya. See you in a bit, folks. Love you. Bye. Bye. back i think we're back girls we're so back girls we're so girls are back. so back welcome back <laughs> it's great to be back uh we're gonna talk about episode six of kill a kill uh what's it called don't toy with me on a whim yeah don't toy with me on a whim i'm just gonna hit high level right here off the yeah. top mm-hmm. so sonic Ayama is is looking to fight ryuko um and is able to get permission from from satsuki to to fight Ryuko, he challenges her. Um, they fi- they fight in a gym. Um, she's Ryuko is able to like blind him basically because he's over reliant on his sense of sight. Um, but he's he's able to he he goes back and gets his eyes stitched shut and rechallenges Ryuko. Now relying on all of his other senses and not his sense of sight and and. They rematch, and he is significantly stronger, and Ryuko is barely able to escape. Mm-hmm. And that's that's pretty much the episode. That's the high level that's hey, the episode. this is a mecha show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this is, is a mecha show. <laughs> um, well, like I've said, since, since day one, me- mechs are just, are just magical girls for, for boys. And this... Fascinating. I thought you were going to say mechs are bodies. Mechs are Which bodies. Which is true. And this show is about true. bodies. Yeah. Mechs are So mechs it's are also bodies. about mechs, obviously. <laughs> if one is true, the other must also be true. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is a show about mechs and magical girls. What would you rate the and mech in this the... episode? What would I rate the mech? Yeah. What, what, what grade would you give Sanayama's um, whole situation? Probably like a... I'd probably give it like a, a, a 7 or 8. I was going to say like 6 out of 10. Yeah. Good. Like, I need a... I need... If if I if I was playing armored core, I would need a ranged weapon on that guy. But I don't have a, I not playing armored core. I love that it's kendo themed. Is the thing. Yeah. Once again, Sionji and Sanagayama. It's there's the green. There's the kendo. I'm I'm putting threads on the board. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> which. And Utena is very often when we're talking man. We're gonna have we to... we can't, okay baby. <laughs> okay so okay okay I'll make this short. So one of the symbols that Utena uses to denote like masculinity in the show is uh, the kendo swords. Like when um, Sionji and Toga fight, that's always kind of like a battle of who's like the closest to being a man um, because the show is about adolescence. 
this show is also set of like characters who are within that same sort of time period. So I'm just saying, I think it's fun that once again, we're seeing Kendo used as this symbol. I don't know if this is more common than these two things, but if I had a nickel, you know. So what, so what are your overall thoughts for this episode? Did, how'd you like it? I quite like this one. I think it's fun. Uh, <laughs> what are your overall thoughts? Um, yeah, I, you know, I love it. I, I, um, Sanagiyama isn't, is, is probably maybe my, my least favorite of, of the least. Really? really? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Interesting. I think, I think it's fun that Sanagiyama is like, like a Shona protagonist that got the shit beat out of him. So he had to leave his genre and come fight for Satsuki. Yeah. So she can make him a more powerful version of that trope. Right? Because this show loves to play with, like, particular tropes that you see a lot in anime. And I feel like this one, a lot, like, the Sanagiyama scene especially was very shonen-coded to me. Do we want to just, like, start from the top and start going through the episode? Yeah, sounds good. So, so our first scene um, starts off, seem, like, immediately dealing with the repercussions of the last episode, mm -hmm. um, which I, I really enjoyed. It's Ryuko threatening Mikasugi, mm -hmm. dem demanding to know more about um, Mr. Mohawk. She doesn't know his <laughs> name, but she, she just calls him Mr. Mohawk. She knows he's got a mohawk. Um, and that's really the most important thing about it. <laughs> that's... Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> so, <laughs> so I mean... she threatens Mikasugi, which is really funny, because he's just like... This quivering little nothing. <laughs> as she, she's just like, no, please. Anyways, and then as soon as he starts undressing, he's like, well. Well, I'm gonna... Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do think it's really fun that, that um, she she calls him Mohawk Man mm -hmm. and Mr. Mohawk. Um, and the Elite Four refer to him as the... The... Uh, what, what? The anti-uniform gorilla? Yeah, the anti-uniform anti gorilla. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I just think both of those are, are, are very fun. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Riko's able to get the name of, of um, Mikasugi's organization, Nudist Beach. Um, but she doesn't, she just, she believes that he's just fucking with her yeah. and, and is being horny on Maine. Um, so she just like walks out. But he was g genuinely trying to to convey information to her. He just has. He just can only talk <laughs> about can things just, while he's undressing. He can just only talk about things while he's undressing. It's the rule. It's the nudist beach rule. Whenever you deliver information. Yeah. Oh, when when Mikazuki's trying to like justify why why Mr. Mohawk has been uh, a, a, attacking her, there's this shot where he's undressing where he's like. Now you points to shot on one nipple yeah. that he's just taken out, and and Sinket's shot on the other nipple that he's just taken out are, are true partners, and then you get the view of both of his nipples out, and it's just like they're two titties in the same bra. Yeah, yeah, that, yep, yep. that's that's Sinket's and Rico, two that's titties them. in the same bra. <laughs> yeah, yep. Um, and then Ryuka says, all that double talking and nipple, after all that double talking and nipple flashing, you're lying to me. Yeah. Um, so she does see through his bullshit is yeah. the fun thing also. Anything else in this scene? I don't think so. Um, and then we get the, the opening. Um, and then we move to the, the sewing club. Mm -hmm. 
Um, they're getting a big shipment of life fiber so Sasuke can mass produce Goku uniforms. Um, and Sanagayama and the sewing club president, I want to say it's Iori. It's Iori. Um, it's Iori. They're talking um, about Sasuke wanting to mass produce Goku uniforms now. And Sanagayama's like, mm, I would like to fight Ryuko, I think. I've gotta. <laughs> yeah, he says, now that now that Matoi's here, I have something to cut loose on. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, to cut. Oh, to, oh, to oh, cut. cut. Okay. <laughs> I think the the next the next scene is the is the Satsuki scene. It is the Satsuki um, scene. That 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 scene opens with with Junkets being pinned and in- being crucified in the little um glowing red fish tank. It's in the fish tank where Satsuki puts it in. You know, like yeah. what you do with your gods. Yeah, this yeah. is this is just for us. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> But yeah, it's um, it's pinned down. We get we get a shot of Satsuki like expositing on like the toll that that Junkets is yeah. taking on her. It's it's hard for her to wear it, which I I like that we get to see in these scenes, um, because her relationship to wearing Junkets is so vastly different from Ryuko's relationship to wearing Senkets. They're talking about like I don't know, like if we're thinking about them, especially in terms of like gender and sexuality, they're very different experiences of adolescence. Right vastly different to the point where I they like I don't know I think they have they work in they work as metaphors in the show in very different ways is what I'm trying to say because like Ryuko, with Ryuko and Senkats it's like a relationship right like they're friends that's a person but with Satsuki and Junkats it's like a monster that's feeding on her but that she still is able to like bend to her will yeah and that's on puberty I think we get we get Satsuki back in her her ch- her chair and she's mm-hmm. she's drinking her tea. She asks, "Do you think you could sneak up on me, Sanagama?" Mm-hmm. And he's he's right behind her. Um, and, so, and, and the moon's coming in through the window. And the moon's coming in through the window, and he's mm-hmm. he says, "No, if if I want, if I tried to attack you, I know that you would kill me with that teacup." Mm-hmm. And then we get a delightful flashback to the first time they met. This this episode's certified Satsuki moment um, is is this flashback scene. Even though like it's about um, Sanagayama and and his his conflict with um, with her. It, mm-hmm. This is this is her moment. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut we cut to three years ago. Um, Satsuki's Satsuki's there with with three of her elite four mm-hmm. um, and seems to be facing down against um, Sanagayama. They're in a big field with like mountains in the background. Yeah, um, and Sanagiyama's got this this army that mm-hmm. of of boys that he's yeah. he's ready to throw at her. It's also worth saying this is very specifically set in northern Kanto, which is a place, and I imagine has connotations within like it being set there. I don't know what they are because I don't um, like I don't know what the I don't know what the social implications of of like, yeah. him being from that area yeah. would, would imply. Yeah. <laughs> That's the stupidest thought. Get get it out there. Does this show have anything to do with industrialization? Yeah. You think so? Because I feel like it might. Because I feel like I believe Ki- the like Hanoji Academy is in a very like specific place. I think it might be in. It's supposed to be like in Tokyo. It's in Tokyo Bay, Japan. <laughs> yeah. So it's in Tokyo Bay. Um, and I guess one. Let's look about. Unfortunately, I don't think that we have the the social political knowledge of of yeah. what of what this would mean. Um, <laughs> if you do, 
Write in. Give us Write an email. Tell us. DM yeah. us on, on Twitter. So they have a fight. Yeah. Um, Sanigama sends all, all his men at at her. Um, she's just standing there with, with Bakuzan, like, mm-hmm. on the ground in front of her. Um, and just, we get, we get an earlier version of, of another con- concussive blast generated her by her willpower. willpower generated alone. a concussive blast, um, and she dragon shouts them. Yeah. And just kills, like, 20 guys at once. It's yeah, great. she just knocks them all down. Um, but Sanigama's strong enough that he, he, he isn't susceptible to that, and he goes in for an attack. Right. Um, and he tries to sneak up behind he her. He tries to jump over her and, and get her from behind. Mm-hmm. Um, but... At, but as we know, he can't sneak up on her, um, and mm-hmm. she she twirls her her sword be- behind her and uses the butt of it to just like punch him in the stomach. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Doesn't unsheath it, which does, is nice because otherwise he would have died. Yeah, yeah, does not unsheath her weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's just working with a kendo sword, so like neither of these kids were going. Neither of these twelve year olds were going to die at this fight, but. Um, <laughs> But she does blast him to the ground, and then we get mm-hmm. Blumenkrantz again. <laughs> I love every time this song plays. I'm like, hmm. And that, that's that's the end of that cutscene. Uh-huh. Um, we go back to the present. Satsuki asks, or yeah, Satsuki asks, "You know the price of failure. What if you lose to her?" Yeah, because Sonagi, I'm still asking her to um, if he can fight Ryuko. Yeah, yeah. Sonagi, I'm still asking if he can if he can fight Ryuko. Um, and Satsuki replies, you know the price of failure. What if you lose to her? To which he responds, I got special eyes. I can't lose to her. Special eyes. You're talking about this teacup. Yeah, she... Oh, yeah, this is very good. So she, like, shatters her teacup and uses the handle of it to, like, try and hit him. And he blocks it with his, um, sword. Uh... He's like, wow, I've gotten strong enough that I could beat your middle school self. Um, and it's very interesting. Yeah, breaking the teacup and Satsuki. The thing about Satsuki having tea is that I feel like it's always this little window into her interiority that we get. Um, the same way that I think the Moncancho family dinners are often that for Ryuko, which are, again, very different events. But I don't yeah. think we, like, we don't see Satsuki eating ever. We only ever see her drinking tea. Um, And we find out that she shattered her favorite teacup going to um, basically prove something to Sanagayama and kind kind of push things in the direction that she sees them going and would be most advantageous for her. And Yuri's like, oh, well, it's a a shame that one, you know, that one was your favorite. Um, But I don't know. I think someone like Satsuki doesn't get to have, like, (laughs) favorite teacups, you know? Yeah. Um, real quick, you did say Iori. Um, that's that's the sewing club person. I, I think sh- Satori. Is it? No, I'm it's not. not. Sure. It's her butler. Sorry. So, so sorry. Yeah. Sorry. That's like Satori's fucking from Breath. Of <laughs> yeah, that's not the right one. Iori, sorry. There's a. <laughs> oh, that's because he's he's Shiori's uncle, so it makes sense that they would have the same name. Iori. He's 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 Iori's uncle. I didn't know. I, I, <laughs> we learn new things every day. <laughs> yeah, I think we. I think we explicitly covered the rest of the scene, but just just to be clear, like we didn't get talk about the phone call. Uh, well, yeah, um, but 
Satsuki, yeah. Satsuki comes at her, comes at him with this this teacup. Mm-hmm. Um, he deflects it just barely, um, and and she gives him permission to 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 have this fight. Um, um, he goes off, and then and then we get a phone call. Get a phone call. Yeah, it's from Ragio. First Ragio's fighting episode. Episode six, which is fun, and we get to we get to see her glowing even brighter at the top of an even taller tower, <laughs> and this is, yes, we know this is Satsuki's mom. Do we? Do we? I'm I'm so sure that we do. I'm. He he calls her Mistress Ragio. Yeah, he. Um, I, I've I've written down most of the lines that were said at this okay. part. <laughs> um, um, Soroi says. Um, it is mist. It is Mistress Yargo, um, with the with the implication that like, otherwise he would he would handle the phones for her. But but since it's right, but since it's Ragyo, it's Ragyo, he has to. Um, and Satsuki Satsuki picks up the phone and says, "This is Satsuki." Um, and Ragyo replies, "What's this I hear about you putting on your wedding dress?" <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And then we get this this big shot of her like just glowing. Um, yeah, we don't see her face; we see her mouth and her hair. Is that true? Yeah, we don't see her eyes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we get this this cut to this this glowing um, um, skyscraper. Yeah, this giant tower. Gi- yeah, giant tower like. Or like smaller at the top and then huge at the bottom. The, the skyscraper does say Reeboks on it. Reeboks this on this it. will come up later. This is relevant. This, <laughs> this will be relevant later. This isn't relevant now. Um, but just just cataloging that it was that it was set on the screen. Here. And then I love that we zoom way all the way out of that, all the way back down to ground level, um, where you guys received the first challenge from um, Mecha Boy. And then we go straight to that to the the mm-hmm. fight scene, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're they're having like a fight scene in a gym, which is fun. Yeah, there's uh, a big crowd of kids just surrounding yeah. them, like definitely way too close for the fight that's about to oh, yeah. unfold. Um, Mako and Mikasuri are there in the crowd. The other three Elite Four are watching. Um, they say that Satsuki isn't there because she doesn't have to see the fight to know the outcome. And they're like, huh? Okay. Um, um, no, no, no is is upset. She she specifically says the monkey get. She's upset that the monkey gets the first crack. Mm-hmm. Um, at 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 Matoi, we get we get um Sanagiyama's, uh, transformation sequence because even the Elite Four get get. Of get course they do. Sequences. Magical girls have to have transformations for their mechas. We know this. Yeah. We know this. I love Sanagiyama's transformation. Booty ass out. Booty ass out, T posing. T posing, yeah. Yeah, then he's, he's in the great. mech. <laughs> Again, good mech. I give it a six out of ten. I like this one. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good mech. And then we get we get Rico's transformation sequence sped up. Um, both times that we've gotten this this sped up transformation sequence, we've gotten like this little little eight bit digital version <laughs> of "Don't Lose Your Way" to go alongside it. I think yeah. it's I think that's a really fun track. I don't know if it's it might not be in this in the soundtrack. That I think I, every song is in the soundtrack. It must be, but I but I haven't heard it when it, the last time that I went to go um, listen to all to yeah. the Kill Kill <laughs> soundtrack. The Kill soundtrack, so you so can I, convince yourself not to watch the whole thing again. Yeah, so that I could yeah. save up until now to, to yeah, do this rewatch. 
I don't remember hearing that, but it's it's quickly becoming one of my favorite little. I I just like this track a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so they fight. Uh, we find out <laughs> uh, that Sanagayama Sanagayama's special eyes uh, is a technique called Tengansu, and in the sub. This is uh, translated kind of literally as heaven's eyes, which I think is fun that we've got this, like, a little bit of a biblical situation happening all the way down in this one. Yeah, there's another um, biblical um, thing happening in a, in, a different, in a different word that, we, that mm-hmm. we noticed because this was, this was the first episode that we watched both dubbed and subbed. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk about this? So Kamui's are literally translated as god robes in this one. And instead of the Elite Four, it's the Four Devas. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so fun. A member of a class of divine beings in the Vedic period, which in Indian religion are benevolent. So it's another word for God. <laughs> That's happening. This is this is like decreased Avas. That's what it stands for. <laughs> yeah, sure, baby. It's an acronym like everything else. <laughs> yeah, baby. No. Um, no, there's nothing. There's nothing. I'm sorry. Do you, do you want to talk about anything in this fight before, like, the end of it? I don't think so. Um, Ryuko cuts off a piece of Senkats and... Um, important to note that Ryuko is is she's, losing this she's fight losing, up to this yeah. point. And then he she makes a secret plan with Senkats and he says, Oh, okay, bet it all on one strike then, which I do think is fun. Um, so she sets up this one, try to get a one big hit on it. Um, and uh, cuts a piece off of Senkats and uses it to cover up all of the um, mech's eye holes so Sanagama can't see. And then she gets them. And she... <laughs> the finishing move... Okay, so again, we watched both dubbed and sub. Um, the Seni Soshits is uh, translated directly to Thread Stripper, which is fun. And then a big blocky text appears on the screen when she does it that says, Stripped of the Will to Fight, which is so... Fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, important to know that, that that's no. that's what that says. Mm-hmm. Um, stripped of the will to fight. Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> so um, you guys ask me. You guys ask me. I, I also have written down here, this is, this is the second time that we get a, a sacrifice of Sinkets to, to defeat an enemy. Because um, we had like the... Because mm. um, Ryuka pulls off the, the thread of the life fibers... Um, to 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 make the the racket um, versus the tennis girl. Yeah, uh, I don't know that this these these aren't equivalent. I don't know if these are equivalent. Um, but I was just like, yeah, we see her use a thread thread move later as well, but not in this fight. Where she uses the thread to snatch her scissor blade out the air. Nope. Not in this fight. In the next one. Nope. Isn't it like Bart her her glove? I think it's her glove that does that. It's her glove that does the, um... Yeah, the whole, you know, she pulls the little thing and it... Yeah. It, it draws her blood, but she just swung it all the way out to it. That was my read on it. Huh. Oh, maybe that... Maybe that was. I'm not sure. I don't know. We still got the episode pulled up if let's, you want to... Let's check the tapes. Listeners, we're back. That was ambiguous. I'm not... I'm not sure. I'm not convinced. Oh, ambiguous right. like the name of the second opening? That's so good, babe. What? That's the name of the second opening. The song is called Ambiguous. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure it is, baby. Back to the original fight that back we were to talking the, back, <laughs> to the, back, to the, back to this fight. Sanagiyama has been stripped of the will to fight. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he, he tries to fight her naked. He does try to fight her naked, and and Gamagori whips him mm-hmm. with his whole his whole deal with his whole situation. Fun that Gamagori does typically use a very feminine weapon in a whip. Something transgender is occurring here. Anyways, um, listeners, nothing transgender. <laughs> Next thing I have written down is is um, Sanagama goes to Iori. Yeah. Um, I, I right before that I have um, Ryuko is in the Mankanto house and she's ironing Senkets and she says she's sorry for um, that she uh, had to cut him to win because it hurt. He he says that it hurt, but that he's fine now. So she's ironing him and being very kind. Yeah. They're friends. They're friends. They're friends. It's so important that they're friends. It's important that they're friends. And um, Matsuro is like. Mako, she's talking to her uniform again. It's weird. Mako's like, that's fine. Don't worry about it. That's fine. Then Sanagama goes to Iori. I don't know if we've mentioned yet specifically, but one of the fun things about the, um, (laughs) one of the fun things about this episode is that I feel like in all the scenes with Sanagayama, his eyes are always like the most prominent feature of his face with the way he's drawn. He has big eyes. Yeah. Um. He has anime girl eyes. He has anime girl eyes. I love that with the, I, I love that little detail when we find out that he's gone to get his eyes sewn shut, <laughs> which is a lot. <laughs> yeah, we get we get a scene of um, Satsuki. Mm-hmm. I think she's she's coming back. She's right? coming back from talking with Ragio. Yeah, we, that's not explicitly said, but that seems to be heavily implied. I think she, I think her butler asks her how it went, and she says something specifically about like once I explained. What was going? Once I explained to her what was going on, she understood. Right. Yes. And then Sanagiyama uh, prostrates himself upon, uh, before um, Satsuki. Satsuki in the rain. In the in the rain. I think this might only be the second time that it's rained in the show. I feel like I've been trying to keep track of all the times that it rains in the show, and it's only rained in the first episode after Ryuko's like first defeat, and now these are the only two times it's rained. I think that's right. Something, something, transformation. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so Sanagayama, um, <laughs> uh, Sanagayama comes back and begs for his position. And Sasuke's like, I don't need subordinates. I don't have resolve. And he's like, I do have resolve. Check this shit out. And she's like, oh. Oh. Oh, oh. sure. Um, and then we see Riko uh, getting ready in the morning. She's brushing her teeth with his little bunny toothbrush. It's very good. <laughs> it's very cute. And she gets like a sword. Stuck in the ground ominously behind her that challenges her again. This this fight scene is is in an arena out in the in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> Satsuki let him have the big boy stage. He's in the middle of the courtyard. Also, no one is here. Yeah. This I, this might be on a Saturday. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Poor you guys to go to Saturday school to beat ass. Yeah. Also, the lighting in this scene is very, it's very orange. Yeah. It's, it's like kind of orange and green. It's very ominous. Yeah. He's, one of the things he says specifically that I thought was fun is, I'm going to show you what happens when you force a man to change. Both change, like, change your clothes and also change, like, change as a person. Yes. He is. I think it's fun. He's wearing a, a new, a new garment. Blade, mm-hmm. Blade Regalia Mark II. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about the, the the big reveal for this fight? Yes. So Ryuko, once again, um, Sanagama transforms. Ryuko cuts off the piece of Senkets, plugs up his eye holes, tries to go hit him. And he is able to do... It's in a very similar shot as what Satsuki did to him in that flashback where she like jammed the butt of her sword into his stomach. He does that to Ryuko. 
Um, and just since they're flying across the courtyard. Um, and he's whipping ass. He's doing good. Uh, and we find out that um, it's because he's had his eyes sewn shut by Iori, as we said earlier. He, um, yeah, he has he has forcibly daredeviled himself, and now all his <laughs> other senses are really, really good. Because the Kamui is acting as his senses. He is completely like... He has changed in a way that has made him able to wield the power that Satsuki has granted him more effectively, and thus is able to go toe-to-toe with Ryuko and be winning for most of the fight. Pretty much all of the fight. Yeah, pre- yeah, pretty much all of the fight. Ryuko isn't able to to land a hit on him. No. Um, we we get a, a shot where the, the scissor blade is like flying through the air and Ryuko pulls pulls out a, a string maybe from her sekiteku or, or maybe it's from her glove or maybe mm-hmm. it's like, I, I think that's what it is. Um, and just like, Grabs the the scissor blade out of the air and and throws it at at him, but mm-hmm. but he's able to get out of the way. He he wasn't he wasn't yeah. ever there. It seems you know he, yeah. th- there's a lot there's a lot of like dodges in this in this um, scene where like he just the the mech just like fades out and is somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> and it, that's that's really cool. Speed. And it's because he has Shingansu, which is the mind's eye. Yes, thank I you. also thought that was interesting as we go we go from something that seemed like it was like heaven's eye like power from God versus the mind's eye like power from self and I think that is interesting when we see the way that like the power of Hanoji Academy and of Satsuki and of the state the way that it functions and kind of what it does to people um, because it does make him strong enough um, to be able to defeat her no, yeah, no, no, no. so so Sanagiyama's got got Rico, di- like, in the ground. He yeah. is he's he has her dead to rights, about to mm-hmm. to deliver the finishing blow, um, and and he detransforms, mm-hmm. um, and is told by Bayori that 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 or the uniform like couldn't handle his power, mm-hmm. um, and Satsuki says that this isn't this isn't your fault. Your power surpassed the uniform's limitations. Mm-hmm. That's all. And Ryuko, like the little like the little vault that she is, has has <laughs> dug her way back back down to. She dug straight down. She dug straight down. Ended up in the Munkachuk's home. Yeah. <laughs> well, not not in the Munkachuk's home because well, we get she, we yeah, get the scene of her like alleyway. out on the in in an alley somewhere trying mm-hmm. to catch her breath desperately. Mm-hmm. With the realization, like, oh, these these elite four guys are really tough. Yeah. And then we see, um, I believe our, our last shot is of Satsuki. Um, and Sanagiyama. Yes, it's of them. Um, and once once again, she says, Do you think, did you think you could sneak up behind me? But he's in front of her. This <laughs> in front of her. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't have this exact quote in front of me, but like, he says something to the effect of, in front of, behind, it doesn't matter to me anymore because I can yeah. see everything. Yeah. And Satsuki uh, asks him to have tea with her. She's like, oh well, we had an agreement. If you beat her, you can we'll have tea. Um, but he declines because now that all of his senses are so um, sharp, uh, he can't uh, take the heat, so it's yeah. too hot. Yeah. And I think this is such a clear illustration of how Satsuki's power and like sort of the power of the state that we're seeing um, wielded here is fundamentally isolating. 
Like it's very much about the power of the individual and their ability to to, sac- to sacrifice to sacrifice and overcome, right? Yeah. Whereas Ryuko's Ryuko's power, everything that is so fundamentally different because her relate her relationship with Senkets is just that it's a relationship, um, and that's that's to say nothing about the fact that Mako is with her and Mako herself is also very powerful and Ryuko is able to like. Ryuko's power relies on connection, communication, and building relationships. And we see this both with her relationship with Senkets and with her relationship with Mako. And that's the episode. That's pretty much the episode. Um, I had a few other things that were at the bottom of this list. Um, I was paying... Since we listened to it in the um, dub and the sub this time, I was paying attention to some of the honorifics that they used. Um, like... Uh, everyone uses Sama whenever they're addressing Satsuki, which is a respectful, which is uh, meant to uh, sort of signify respect. Not, then, well, not everyone. Not Ryuko. Ryuko and Satsuki always say each other's full names without any honorifics on them. Which I yeah. think is fun. And then Mi- Mikusugi addresses Ryuko as Kun, which is like a um, respected junior, basically. But yeah, also, also a respectful one. Yeah. Love that the school's shaped like a uniform. From certain perspectives, it has like the kind of lapel shape. It do- it does a little bit, if, mm-hmm. yeah. Especially if you're looking like from from the arena up mm-hmm. to Satsuki. Mm-hmm. You, I think that's the shot that you, that you point out to me, where it's like yeah, it's like part of the uniform that she wears in a way that she exerts her power. Yeah, it has very similar imagery to like to Junkets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, now it's time for um, listener questions. Oh, all yeah. right. Um, this one's from uh, this one's from Austin. This this like just like the one from last episode. This isn't a, a question that was sent in to, to us. Send in your questions to biblicallyaccuraterewatch at gmail um, But this is this is something that that was sparked by a conversation that me and Austin were having. Mm-hmm. And my question for you is: If you were a club leader, what club would you be the president of, and what would your uniform do? I've had I've had more time to think about this, so I'll go okay, first. Okay, I want to, I want to hear your answer first. Um, I would I would be I would be in charge of a rowing club. Um, yeah, you would be in charge of a rowing yeah. club. Yeah, listeners who don't know me for whatever reason, and you still <laughs> found this show, I I kayak a ton. Like when mm-hmm. it's when it's warm out, I will go out like three days a week. We also live like five minutes from the river, so yeah. Um, so I am always out there paddling, um, in my little kayak. One thing you gotta know about me, I'm always out there yakking. Yeah, so. I don't know exactly what, I don't have, um, I guess it would, I don't know what my uniform looks like. Um, but, but for, for combat reasons, my, my, my primary weapon is an ore. Yeah. Sorry, I should have, I should have given you a little bit of time to think Here's about this. Here's the thing. But... Here's the thing. We've got three historical options. Right. That we can choose from. My first thought was president of the theater club. But that, I don't know if I can face that. <laughs> the next thing I thought was band, obviously. But here's the thing. I couldn't be the president of the band. Here's here's the thing. I don't know if I'm the president of any of these clubs. Yeah, you're like a one star. I might be like a one star. I think I'm, I think I'm a one star. I'm in, I'm, I mean, I'm seriously, think I'm a one star. I'm in a lot of different clubs. Um... I am in rugby club and theater club 
and marching, not on special marching band all at the same time. And my appearance changes drastically based on which club I'm in. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's my answer. That's your answer. My uniform doesn't do much. It's the one-star uniform. It makes me strong and fast. Okay. Good answer. Thank you. I think that's, I think that's it. Yeah, listeners, if you that's want to send it. in your questions, send them into biblicallyaccuraterewatch at gmail.com. Um, follow us on Twitter at biblicalrewatch. Follow us on co-host at biblicallyaccurate. Follow us on Tumblr at, at the whole name, Biblically Accurate Rewatch Project. Thanks to Connor for the music. Thank you, Mary Slug. Thanks, Connor. I think that's, I think I that's think it. Done. Next time we will be discussing episodes seven and eight, A Loser I Can't Hate, um, and I Will Wipe My Own Tears. These are, yeah. I can't fucking wait for this next episode. Yeah, yeah. this is going to be so much fun. All right. Is that it? We're done. I think we're done. Until next time, I've been Ramona. I've been Victoria. And uh, keep digging. Keep digging. And also stay nasty. And if you're not nasty, get nasty. Also get nasty. Also get nasty. Thank you. Bye, I love you. (laughs) 